Hi, welcome to episode 513 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm David Elliott, and I've been bankrolling this podcast with my babysitting money. Today, it's Fantastic Four 513 from July 2004. Spider-Sense Part 2 by Mark Wade and Mike Weringo. So Johnny Storm is in a water park, sitting in a pool, naked, filled with kids. And he screams out, I have no pants! This is not good for him. Jared from Subway did the same thing, and look where he is now. All the kids go running out of the pool as Johnny asks himself, Did I just say that out loud? Meanwhile, Spider-Man is in the middle of a fight with his old foe, Hydro-Man, the bad guy made out of water. Hydro-Man knocks Spider-Man into the pool, where Johnny tells him, This is the worst day ever! Spider-Man replies, Not if you're Michael Jackson. Now, he's number two on the list of nightmare babysitters. This may be the first joke about pedophilia that's been in the pages of the Fantastic Four so far. But hopefully, not the last. He tells Johnny to hold still, he'll fix him up with uh, something, and he fires his webs on Johnny's junk, giving him a web pair of underwear. A sticky pair of underwear. Oh boy, I hate a sticky pair of underwear. Hydro-Man rushes in and tosses, douses the two guys with water. Didn't you beat this guy yet? Johnny asks Spider-Man. And then, the public blames Johnny for starting this fight, and they start throwing stuff at him. Nearby, a news reporter is doing a story on how Johnny Storm has showed up at the water park to terrorize and taunt young children. That's not true, but it sounds like fun. Ben Grimm is watching this on TV back at home, and enjoying seeing Johnny suffer a great deal. Johnny once again tries to evaporate Hydro-Man, who screams out that he was only working and not bothering anybody, and he tries to escape down a drain. Johnny needs to get to the closest building, uh, to the water pipe, so he flies into the bathroom, into the women's bathroom. Uh-oh. A man? In the women's bathroom? Oh, no! It's the worst thing ever! Panic, everybody! It's time to panic! Women go running out of the restroom, and, J- and Spider-Man is in the men's room on the other side of the wall and Johnny accuses him of sending him into the women's room on purpose. Just then, Hydra-Man comes in, he comes up, out of the toilet, yuck, and he punches Johnny, who goes flying back out of the door. A little boy nearby says, Daddy, I want to ride on that, while he points at Johnny Storm? You know, I don't want to even speculate on what this kid is talking about. Spider-Man says, Found him, and Johnny says, Smells so bad! I guess Hydro-Man's watery body has merged with the poop and pee water from the toilet pipes. Unfortunately, where Ringo doesn't draw brown chunks of poo floating in Hydro-Man's body, because that would be the coolest thing ever. So Spider-Man is fighting Hydro-Man, and the civilians are cheering him on, and Johnny takes a moment to put on his wet clothes, while the park-goers berate him. Come to think of it, I don't know why Johnny had to take off his wet clothes to begin with. Can he dry them pretty quickly with his body heat? Hydra-Man tosses a log from the log ride at Spider-Man, and in the process of swinging out of the way, he runs into Squiddy, the park mascot. So Spider-Man and Johnny are discussing what to do next, and Johnny mentions that giant trench coat Spider-Man had earlier, the one is made out of unstable molecules. The torch chases after Hydra-Man, who tries to run away, and he ends up rushing through the game room filled with electronic arcade games. Water and arcade games do not mix. 
and Johnny has to save a bunch of kids before they get electrocuted. As he comes out of the game room, Spider-Man is there with a giant trench coat to wrap around Hydro-Man, creating a big Hydro-Man water balloon. And somehow, Johnny is able to weld it shut? It's not metal, it's cloth. You can't weld cloth. Well, apparently you can weld unstable molecule cloth together. I don't know what's up with that. After they've defeated Hydro-Man, a bunch of kids rush forward asking to get an autograph from Spider-Man. Everyone ignores Johnny. The police even show up to harass Johnny Storm about the laws against having open flames in the park. Spider-Man notices something up with Squiddy, the park mascot. He's about to fall off the top of a building where Spider-Man left him. So Johnny flames on and he flies up to rescue him. Meanwhile, that mysteri- a mysterious figure from last issue still shrouded in shadows, his costume clearly in the shape of the wizard, so I'm guessing it's the wizard. I can understand why the wizard would want to be at a water park. Water parks are pretty great. But why go dressed as the wizard? He approaches the Hydra Man water balloon, and he says, I'll help you make a dignified retreat. After all, what are old friends for? So Johnny flies up, and he grabs Squiddy, the mascot, which is just a dude in a costume with a big squid on his head. And when he lands, everybody cheers. I don't know if it's because they like Johnny, or because they just really love Squiddy. Squiddy is an appreciative uh, person, so much so that Squiddy wants to exchange numbers and go out on a date with Johnny Storm. After unzipping the zipper on his face of the costume, we learn that Squiddy is a girl. We don't see if Johnny takes her up on the offer or not. So while people have warmed up to the Human Torch, over with Spider-Man, everyone has turned against him, yelling at him, throwing stuff at him. Have these two heroes found themselves in a water park specifically for people with bipolar disorder? They've turned on these guys so fast. They hate Johnny, now they love Johnny. Then they love Spider-Man, now they hate Spider-Man because he do, didn't do anything to save Squiddy, even though Johnny saved Squiddy. So who does it, what does it matter that Spider-Man didn't save Squiddy? Squiddy is saved. They just love the Squiddy character, by the way. Who the hell is Squiddy? And why do we not, why do we not have a Marvel comic book, Adventures of Squiddy? So Johnny grabs Spider-Man, he lifts off, and they start to fly back to the city. Johnny reveals that he found most of his clothes, except for his boxers. And so the story ends as we see over on the flagpoles for the park, Johnny's pair of Fantastic Four boxer shorts, which have been webbed to one of the flagpoles. It's not a particularly attractive flag, but still, it's better than Mississippi's flag. And that brings us to our little backup story, Best Left Forgotten, by Mark Wade and Paul Smith. So somehow, Reed's ex-girlfriend, introduced during the Chris Claremont run, Alyssa Moy, is back in the book. And she's come back to ask Reed for help. This help involves using the time machine, and when the story starts... Reed is sending Alyssa, along with Sue, back in time. So Sue and Alyssa travel to the Mayan ruins of Zunangaro, a place where Alyssa says that she and Reed were the first ones to unearth its terrible secrets. Sue doesn't like the idea of Alyssa and Reed uncovering any kind of terrible secrets together. Uncovering terrible secrets is her and Reed's thing. Sue says, But that was a long... Long, 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 long time ago. Long. And when Alyssa finds a small ancient statue of a head, she says, 
Ah, the face of Zayabulu. Reed and I should have picked this up on our first time through, but we were distracted. They got turned on in the Mayan ruins of Zunungaro. Sue is jealous. Having sex in strange and unusual places. That's her and Reed's thing, too. Alyssa asks Sue to make, some, make them invisible so they can observe this moment without disrupting it. So they turn invisible, and there's this big bright flash of light. Alyssa calls it a trans-dimensional matrix resonator, and out through the portal created by this device comes a, the young versions of Reed and Alyssa. They're excited to find the ruins, and Alyssa leaps into Reed's arms, and he's about to kiss her. Present-day Alyssa tells Sue, You shouldn't see this part. Did Alyssa bring Sue to the past so she can watch her husband bang another woman? That's cold. Actually, that's not what happens. Reed kisses younger Alyssa and asks to marry her. Sue is surprised. She didn't know about this. Present-day Alyssa tells Sue to step back. It's not over yet. There's another flash of light that interrupts the moment between Reed and younger Alyssa, and this weird octopus monster appears and attacks Reed and Alyssa. Maybe it's a big squid. But maybe, maybe it's the real squiddy. But Sue uses a small force field against the wishes of Alyssa to close the portal and get rid of the real squiddy. Present day Alyssa says to Sue that she didn't know that it was Sue who shut the portal all those years ago. What is this? A time travel loop? Ugh, that's not the way time travel works in the Marvel Universe. So Alyssa and Sue return to the present and Alyssa tells Reed that now that the memory is fresh in her brain, she wanted to compare the monster they just saw to the one she saw last week in the Congo, but it turns out they're totally different monsters. But her mission met her goals. That mission, most likely, to put a small chink in the marriage between Reed and Sue so they, that she can have her old boyfriend back. They tell Alyssa goodbye, and Sue says, I'm sure we'll see you again, sooner than later. Oh, I'd count on it, Alyssa replies. And that is the end of the story. It's odd, when Alyssa was in the book previously, Sue and her seemed to get along just fine, without any jealousy or cattiness. Did Reed not tell Sue that Alyssa was his ex-girlfriend, or his ex-fiancé? That's kind of a stupid thing for him to do. Coming up next time, what are the Wizard and Hydra Man up to? Are they reforming the Frightful Four? Will Pacepot Pete be involved? We can only hope. And who will they get for the fourth and final spot? The woman who always betrays the Frightful Four spot. Maybe they should just get another man on the team. Someone they already know and can trust. Plus, they could sell more action figures. So if you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott at podcastff. And you can download other episodes of iTunes or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. I found a new remedy to defeat almost anything at all. Is it true you tell me we're failing to see that we were dreaming of a lifestyle? I can't believe that I fall for it every time. The feelings haven't flow like the tide.